With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Episode 289, and uh, I, I'm i still pissed about, you know, the Sabres letting Mike Pekka go. The Hockey Hall of Fame committee is an absolute joke, and it sounds like the Sabres are going to basically roll with the same lineup next year uh, with the forwards and maybe add one defenseman, and, and that's going to get us to the promised land. Welcome into the show. Got to mention quickly, though, after the whistleshop.com, thank you to everybody who's made your purchases. But also, for those of you that may not even know about it yet, the store is open. Go check it out. Hopefully, people like uh, like the site. Uh, just go check it out. If you don't want to buy anything, that's that's totally that's totally fine. And uh, but we really enjoyed we really enjoyed actually the process of of getting it up and going. And uh, took a little longer um, than expected. I got a few. But... I got a few ideas for some other shirts down the road. I, I so do I. People I are asking about the boom shakalaka. Yeah, I gotta. I'm not letting this one out. The one, the idea I have. I'm. I'm just. I think I'm just gonna do it, and then, <laughs> and then drop it. But yeah. one thing I won't drop. I've been following obviously a lot of the Sabers lately. I'm very disappointed still that they let Mike Pekka walk out the door. It's I wanna... I mean, listen. You started the show yesterday. Can I just preface this that you started the show yesterday? The first thing that came out of your mouth, you started the show talking about Mike Pecka. You were ready to go off on the rails, and then all of a sudden, twenty seconds in, you stopped. You looked at me on the Zoom, and you're like, "We've got to go in a different direction." I'm so angry right now, and then all of a sudden, you cut it out of the show, and we talked about something else. Now I hope that you're a little calmer today, which uh, clearly you're not because you're starting with Mike well, again. I just but I agree with you. Listen, I agree with you. How I, the, how in God's green earth, man, do you let this guy leave this organization? It is absolutely atrocious. One of the worst mistakes I've seen in a long time in this organization is allowing Mike Pekka to walk out of this organization and go 
and help coach a rival, the Rangers. Terrible move by the Sabres. Sorry. Yeah. Should have said it the, the day that it happened, but holy shit, man, what a bad move. I'm just on the outside, and uh, I, I really enjoy watching the Sabres team. I, I think the team has done some nice things to allow this, this group to develop, but my God, did they drop the ball on that. Sorry, drop the ball. You do not let guys like that walk out of an organization. What was the worst? What was the worst part of the Sabres? Let me rephrase that question. What did the Sabres struggle at the most last year? Do we have to say it? No, I need it's like to a friggin' pink elephant in say, the room. Say it. It's the the penalty kill defending. And 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 you just let arguably one of the best defensive players in our generation. Yeah. And walk. it's not like Mike Pekka has to come in here and all of a sudden say, hey, listen, I'm Mike Pekka and I'm going to completely change the PK or I'm going to completely oh, change. He just adds to def- suggestions. Yeah. I'm sorry to spend so much time on this. The New York Rangers just landed. The great assistant coach. And and more than that, like great character to go in their, their organization to go along with the Stanley Cup champion coach, Laviolette. Who are they? Who else did they hire? Have they hired anybody else? Yet? Bill Housley. He's a good Bill, assistant coach. He's an incredible. He was not a. He was not a. Listen, listen. I mean, he didn't have success here in Saberland, but it was a shit show of a, of a, of a team. It was a shit show of an organization with a shitty guy leading the 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 charge in in uh, Eichel with his attitude and everything else. It was not a good spot to be in as a first time coach, and Phil. Maybe maybe he wasn't ready to take on that type of team. Maybe Phil and the GM were not on the same page on how to build uh, an organization. He faltered. He got fired. He moved on immediately and went to Arizona, I think, for a number of years where he was an assistant coach. He's been, he's been with uh, Laviolette before, and now, now he Laviolette hired... Phil Housley, he trusts him. Phil Housley is a is a guy who understands the game in a big way, and uh, now the now the marriage is uh, is rekindled and back together with Phil and 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 Laviolette. And now you bring in Mike Pekka on 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 another side of things, the forward side of things, a guy that's going to help maybe on the penalty kill and 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 be able to see certain things that maybe the others don't see. And, and it's all about giving an opinion it's all about opinions it's about trying to figure out what's the best for your current team and how they play the game right i think laviolette and is a great hire for that team he's a, he's a veteran guy he's coached in in uh you know multiple teams around the league he's got a great track record and now players love he's him. hungry players now he's hungry him. well you, you either love him or you hate him so Kevin Adams had a press conference yesterday and he said there's obviously something in the works. Is that safe to say? I think Kevin does Adams he have this does he have why is he having a press conference? 
Is it to no get idea. a message? Is it to get a message out there? Is it to negotiate through the media? I mean, what, Maybe, what's, the, yeah. what's the point of the press conference? I mean, why is it so imperative that you get in front of the cameras and talk about your plans? I, I don't. I no wh- idea. Why does the fan base need to know from Jerry Forden what the plan is for the draft? Or the direction they're heading, or you know, what? Why? Why do they even need to speak? Is it a tactic? Um, because it's a great the, question. I don't know. Years, the Sabers have led the league in press conferences. Well, there's a lot of explaining that's need to happen over the last bloody decade here in this city. Explain, explain through your. Yeah. The deals that you make. I mean, like you're communicating when he signs Kyle Oposo and he signs Zemgus Gergensons and he's basically telling us, telling us, but you get my point. Yeah. That they're going with the same team next year. Pretty much. Same group of forwards. I don't understand. Like why what is this about? It's a good question. I don't I, I don't understand why he feels the need to express and tell people what he's doing. I think he's done a great job. And I'm gonna tell you when he when he hasn't done a great job. And that the great the dropping of the ball was the Mike Pekka thing. I, I listen, I mean that is uh that that is not a good move. That is not a good move to allow him to walk out. And I know there's there's things that are behind the scenes and discussions are being had i understand all that but i would have i would have made it my my job to to make sure that mike pekka stayed with this organization and um in any capacity that would in any satisfy capacity, his make, appetite yeah. to be in hockey absolutely i mean he's a piece that i don't think that you want to lose so anyway but uh, uh you know kevin adams to this point and in, in signings the 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 eichel trade the things that he has done up to this point, I, even even when he when he took over and he was only here for like half a year, and then all of a sudden, he 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 tried to get to know what the hell's going on inside the organization when he took it over, which was which was literally shattered glass. Okay, he had to clean up a lot of dirt, a lot of shit. But what I like about Kevin is he went out. And he tried to, I wouldn't even say put band-aids on. He tried to be competitive. Went out and signed uh, Taylor Hall. Went and got a, a veteran center in Eric Stahl. Like, he went out and did things that he knew the holes. Yeah. And that didn't work. He, it didn't listen, work. So, listen, you know what he did? He's, he's he done a good job. Yeah, he's, he's done a great he's job. He's done a good job. Un, there's no need for a press conference. So there must be in the like way is I, that is that to the, keep the fan base to you know shake some cobwebs a little bit you know teams been out of the playoffs fans are just kind of like are they just like on summer vacation or does does Kevin want to you know be involved he wants people to read articles and hey Kevin Adams the GM of uh, the Sabres uh sport or he wants get... someone to read that he's been on the phone with a bunch of GMs and that uh you know he's ready to make a big move I think Kevin and I don't know this I think Kevin is being very active I think he's kicking tires on a lot of different areas whether it's goaltending whether it's defense whether there's 
trade options for certain players. I'm sure he's very, very active. And as he should be, this is a time, this team is the time that looks to elevate and not just stay stagnant. Right now, it's a little disappointing to me. It's a little disappointing that they're bringing back the entire forward line. It's the exact same thing. At the same time, I sit there and I think, holy shit, man. The youngest youngest uh, uh, team in the league. And they were third in scoring in the league. They also had seven guys, their top seven guys, in Thompson, Skinner, T- uh, Tuck, Cousins, Darlene, and Middlestat, all had career years. They're going to have it again? Well, you would think that this team would continue to improve because they're so young. Like they're, you know, right now with the moves that have been had, there's one move that needs to happen on the forward line. One. Let's move out Victor Olofsson. That's it. That's it. Well, is is Victor Olofsson going to be a part of the defense piece that they are looking to acquire? Because that's what he said is that, or you interpret it that finding a defenseman is the top priority number one for the Sabres this offseason. So is Olofsson a part of that deal or is that another deal? Because if Olofsson goes out in a separate deal, well, who's taking that spot? Please don't tell me it's one of the kids. Please don't tell me it's going to be one of the other kids. One of these centermen. What, that kid? what kids are you talking about? Well, like, I mean, there's so many bloody, dro- this whole team's there a bunch of kids. Ev- no shit, but everyone's drooling over Savoy. Get Savoy, get Savoy. I'm like, oh. Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Well, Absolutely. Every, that's what how, everybody wants. How would Shiny you put Savoy in the lineup when he's playing junior hockey and you have a player like Coolidge who's already played a year pro hockey against men? I would think right now in the development, I don't give a shit if Savoy went ninth overall. I do not care. Okay, even Right Coolidge. now, Yari Coolidge had no. a year of pro hockey against men. Even he Coolidge. Is, even, even... I wouldn't have Coolidge in this lineup. Exactly. Absolutely I don't want any not. of them in the lineup. So or does that mean that you go and sign Tyson Jost now? Like, well, that, well, then now you have exactly the same forwards that you had last year. You're just one guy's out. Well, your and, third line, your third line is Casey Middlestat. Peyton Krebs and Jordan Greenway. That's your third line. But what's your fourth? You, if you sign Tyson Jost, he's going to be playing center with Gergensen and uh, in a poso. So if you don't move Olafson, I'm sorry, I just want to move on from that. If you don't move Olafson and get a piece, and you move Olafson in the def- for a defenseman and maybe something else. still have a gap and are you going to fill it from within again i wouldn't change the top line and 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 uh thompson skinner and tuck i would not change the kid line and cousins uh quinn and paterka casey middlestat had an awesome awesome season when he played with good players that's it Do I like Peyton Krebs? Hell yes, I do. I think he's a great player. I think he's got talent. I think he needs an opportunity um, to to play in a role where it's more offensive. I do believe that. But I certainly liked him when he played with with uh, Caliposo and Zemgus Gergensen 
I thought that that line was really, really good when it was together. I do not see the need for Tyson Jost. I don't see a need for a Band-Aid. Go out and get, if you're going to put Jordan Greenway on the left side and you have Casey Middlestat in the center, and let's just say that they have Krebs that's going to play with um, uh, Ocposo and Gergensen, and you trade Olsen, and let's just say hypothetically that Rusick is going to be your 13th forward because he's on a one-way deal making 775. You need a right winger on Casey Middlestat's wing. Go out and get the kid a player. A guy that can play. Whoever it is on the team, unless I'm just unless I'm completely wrong and we're going to get blindsided with a move where they're going to bring in at least one new forward that plays a certain style. Um, I don't know. I don't know who that player is. Apparently he's already here. Simple as that. Um, who's the defenseman? I don't I, we talked yesterday about Pesci. We talked the other day with Vanek about. You know, Pesci. everybody's talking about Hannafin. No, no. Um, really good defenseman. Really good puck mover. He's got offensive skills. He's he's a big kid. He's he's a lefty. I'm not. I'm. We need the same reason why we don't need Chikrin. Like we didn't need Chikrin for the. Exact we didn't need same. Chikrin either. Oh my god! That like everyone's like, oh yeah, he's no. No, he's going to hurt Ottawa. I'm telling you this right now, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, go and watch next year. You're going to have Chikrin play 60 games. 60. And he's a good he's a good defenseman. He's a good defenseman. But I would not want him on the Sabres. He is not the defenseman that we need. Go out and get a Mayfield from the Islanders. Okay, he's an unrestricted free agent. Big freaking kid. Solid puck mover. Physical defender. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Take him in a second. He's an unrestricted free agent. You're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay him. I love the idea when I read the article about uh, Brett... Uh, what is it? The kid from Carolina. I want to butcher his name, bud. Help me out. Pesci. Pesci. Boom shakalaga. Kids, 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 a hell of a hockey player. He's played on one of the best defending teams in the NHL for years, and he's a top four guy. Well, as we as we sit and talk about um Owen Power's defense partner, you have to have Owen Power for a long period of time. How long are you gonna have him for? That's the question. Right, so Paulie Hamilton, Heather Rangel, everybody from Buffalo Media tweeting out yesterday about what Kevin Adams said with about Darlene and Power. He's had conversations about extensions, and sounds like they both want to be here long term, which is optimistic. So, what what do those contracts look like? We've talked about this so much, but. I'm going to tell you, I'll say it again. If you can get them both for $19 million total, 
combined, which would be look like for me ten and a half and eight and a half. I think that's a grand slam. Owen Power is the number one overall pick who has got insane size, insane skating ability, insane um, skill set, and has nowhere near tapped his potential. So are you going to sign him to an eight-year deal for $8 million? No, no, you're not, because that happened years ago, years ago with Shabbat. Like, if you're going to lock Owen Power in t- and you think his potential is going to be at a, at an upper echelon, which I believe it is. I don't think anybody doesn't believe it is. You're going to be paying him eight and a half, nine million dollars on a contract. That's just the way it is. I think it's a lot of so money. You're, so you're I think it's me... a lot of money to be be paying um, a young player that has only played one year in the league. But I understand it if it happens. So my 60, only thought is, what would what would a three year bridge deal be? Well, Darlene signed his two years ago, so six point five seven. Yeah, but I think the Sabers are learning that they are going to pay a hefty price on that one for not signing him to an eight for eight, which he might have wanted at the time. So, I mean, those guys are so important. I mean, we talk about the offense of this team, and you know, the younger okay, players, and cousins, and all these guys. Um, would you settle for ten and a half and nine or I eleven? Would really, and... I you know that Chad Dominicus spoke the other day and said that he's going to sign for ten million dollars. Maybe maybe he has an inside scoop with the Sabers and 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 you know, listen, I hope it's ten million dollars. I hope it's ten million. I don't want to hear a, a hypothetical of oh, well, would you pay him ten and a half? No, I don't want to pay him ten and a half. I love the idea. I think. $10 million, $80 million for, for Darlene, I can live with and be happy with. And and uh it it, it is the market right now for, for Rasmus Darlene. So would you so would you be you're not overpaying him at ten million dollars? Would you be completely beside yourself if Owen Power got eight eight years nine million? Would I be beside myself? No, I wouldn't be beside myself, but I think the Darlene camp is going to be sitting there looking over their shoulder like, how in freaking God's name is this kid getting $9 million for an eight-year deal when I'm only getting $10 million and I just put up 73 points this year and the number one defenseman on the team? I don't give a shit about what the agents think. Oh, okay. This is player... all about the agents. Well. You 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 ask Owen Power and you brought this up. Flash Stalines with flash Newport a, Front Sports. Flash flash a front loaded contract in front of Owen Power and his family. And you tell me if they don't take it, where they get thirty million in the first couple years, few years. Bullshit they don't take that deal. Bullshit. Eight and a half. Don't take six, what deal? Eight and a half. Sixty eight million to eight and a half times eight years, sixty eight million dollars. And you get 30 of it in the first four years? More I, than that? I would I would take I would I, I think Owen Power is is um suited more for an eight and a half million dollar deal. Let me ask you this question. Who would you take who would you take in the next eight years? If you had a defenseman that you could you could choose one of the two, who would you take? Would you take Sergachev? 
from Tampa Bay or would you take Owen Power? Do we still have Darlene? Yes. We still have Samuelson? Yes. You're, you're picking one. There you go. Sergachev's making 8.55 or something like that. I, I'm pretty sure he makes 8.5. I have to look it up here. But um that that is that is the market for Sergachev, who won two Stanley Cups, who plays as a top end defenseman on one of the best teams in the league. He signed an eight-year deal for eight and a half million dollars. So that's, to me, that's what you have to look at. You know, the comparables to Owen Power, which there isn't a lot of comparables to Owen Power. That's the problem with them. But I think you're going to get the best years from Owen Power from next year all the way till, you know, the eight-year deal ends because you still have to factor in that he's playing one more year at $925,000. So it's ultimately a nine-year deal. Can I ask you a question? This might be a I might this might be a question that would sound like I've had way too many wobbly pops. By the way, those shirts are for sale. After the whistle shop.com. <laughs> go buy yourself a hoodie or a hat. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Tampa would ever part ways with Sergachev? If they had they have no first Absolutely round picks not. this year. Okay. Absolutely not. He he's a staple part of the organization. Okay. It's like yeah. asking a it's like asking a question. Would you part Would you part ways with Darlene? Yeah. No. Okay. But and yes, then, the answer then, the answer then, is the answer is no offense to Owen Power. So Sergachev, um, I'm just uh, looking Sergeyev at him now. He's 24 years old. Yeah. He's making eight and a half million dollars on an eight year deal. But that's also he also signed a bridge deal though. He was on a three-year deal for four point eight. True, true. Yeah, he uh, he did uh, sign the bridge, and this deal is exactly what I'm talking about. Sergachev's deal, like signing bonus, six point five. So his first, it's the exact same, eight point five, sixty-eight million that I was talking about for Owen Power, and he gets he got thirty-three point one five million dollars in the first three years, yeah. forty million in the first four. You're going to tell me that this 21-year-old kid's going to say no to that and go and play on a three-year deal for $21 million when in three years he will make 30, $32 million in well, the, the, salary? It, it's, the, it, it's the idea also like that Owen Power and his, and his management team has to make a decision on a few things. Number one, you're, if, you, if they're offered an eight-year eight deal for $8.5 million, you're looking at $68 million. The question is, if Owen Power plays out next year, how much more do you think that he's actually going to make? You have Kale McCarr, who's the best defenseman in the NHL. It's undeniable. Every single person in, in, in the NHL, if I had 100 people, you'd have 99 pick Kale McCarr. Would you agree with that? Well, he makes $9 million. Yeah, he and he's nine million. And you know dollars. what? And, and that contract at that time for a kid with that little uh, experience in the league was unheard of. Yeah, and, unheard and, of. And, and 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 even knowing what you know now about him, Con Smythe, Stanley, he should Kupchev, be making twelve and a half. Yeah, but he because still he is that arguably, deal. arguably, one of, he is one of the top three players in the NHL. Would you agree with that? 
top three might, players. Go, he might be the best players. player. <sighs> okay, I, I listen. No one's better than McDavid. Okay, I don't want to have this argument because he, we're gonna get we're gonna go squirrel and get off. He the is topic. as good on defense as a defenseman, including okay. offense, as McDavid is. Okay, he's just he's a okay. defenseman. But let's not go there. Let's let's just let's just understand that Kale McCarr, the greatest defenseman in the game right now, is making nine million dollars, and he still has what four years left on that deal. So my 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 th- what I'm trying to say is, you know, Kevin Adams might be saying, "Listen, I mean, you might falter in your second year. You don't know what hap- is going to happen with Owen Power. He might have a an injury that flares up that affects his play throughout 30 games of the season. You don't know what's going to happen. All I can say is, are you going to have a young man that's 21 years old turn down 68 million dollars? Or even an eight-year deal for eight million, sixty-four million dollars. Are you going to turn that down? It's life-altering. You don't know what's going to happen. So you're, Kale McCarr had a point a game when he signed that contract. He had played the year before. He had he stepped in the playoffs, played ten games, had a goal and five assists in ten games. He was electrifying in his first game. I remember it. Next season he played. That was his first year in the league. Played fifty-seven games. Was a COVID year. Twelve goals, thirty-eight assists. 50 points okay. this next year. And then they signed, and then they signed him to a deal. Correct. Uh, no, no, still on his entry level. Okay. Uh, and then he had 44 points in 44 games, made the playoffs had 10 points in 10 games. And that was 2021. And he signed that contract after that year, 2021. He signed it on. I love cap friendly. Fuck, they tell you everything. July 24th, 2021. Yeah. Okay. So he was a point-of-game defenseman. For three years. Yes. <laughs> and signed for $9 million. $9 million. Mm-hmm. And at the time, when that number came out, you're like, holy shit. So we're second, so ultimately what you're... second contract for a defenseman? Does that not make you want to like reevaluate like an Owen Power contract? Yeah, I'm, now I'm like at fucking 7.5. <laughs> I don't care. That I, this whole time, all I'm thinking is number one overall. Number one overall. Kale McCarr would have gone number one overall if, <laughs> if you could go back and do that draft all over again. He would have yes, been the he first. Yes, he would have. But he, he, he wasn't. The, he was fourth. Yes. Right? Heiskin went ahead of him. Um, Nolan Patrick went third, and Nico yeah. Heischer went first. Okay, so he would have gone first overall. So that so I'm I'm actually just Owen Power just lost a million dollars on his contract. Is that unfair? <laughs> Uh, that's why it's tough to uh to make well, these decisions just... right now. You, Kevin Adams is making a, 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 a if he were to he wants to sign him to an eight year deal. It's going to cost the Sabers because you're you're ultimately signing this player on potential. You're not signing him on what you saw last year because what we saw last year is not an eight and a half million dollar performance. You're hoping and you're you're thinking to yourself, this player is going to flourish into another level of defenseman. Now, is it is that a risk? Yes, it's a risk. 
You don't know what's going to happen. But the potential for Owen Power is very high. So you want to try and sign him to a contract that makes sense now and for the future, for both sides. So Owen Power is going to be put in a situation to... He's going to be put in a situation where he is going to be offered an eight-year deal that is going to be a significant amount of money. Kale McCarr is going to be 28 years old when this deal expires. And then he's he's going to be making $12.5 million, $13 million on his next contract. For probably six, seven years. And it's the same as Owen Power. Owen Power is going to be done this contract. He'll be 29 years old. If he signs it. Why are deal. we talking? Why are we talking? Why are we talking eight years? Why aren't we talking six? Is it the free agency thing? The Austin Matthews thing? Yeah, why would you why would you want to take him to um his unrestricted free agents year at age what? Well twenty seven. Um that doesn't make sense. Look at the look at the situation Toronto's in. They have till July 1st, you either sign Austin Matthews or trade him because once July 1st hits, Austin Matthews has complete and total control of what he's doing. And, and Toronto Maple Leafs have zero say in it. Be interesting to see how he plays through a season of questions like this. If he's unsigned, Matthews is going to get absolute. It's going to be nonstop non-stop every time he steps in front of the camera after a game every single time every single time so i hope he's ready for that because that's going to be a different kind of pressure than he that he's had to handle but anyway we were talking about power and dolly but it'll be interesting to see what they do i'm going to leave you with one thing before we go and we'll we'll come up with our answers tomorrow okay you can tell me what you think but i want you to just sleep on this for a minute okay so If you had to choose, you have a lifeboat, one seat. You have to choose to bring one thing with you to save. The options are someone's kid, someone's kid, your dog, or a briefcase with 10 million in it. Sleep I'll on take that a one. case of beer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's not an option. But what is ten million going to do me in the middle of the ocean? What if I? What if I'm? Well, you're going to you know, make it. You you make it out of there. You get the life raft, and you're going to save one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious right now? <laughs> yes. yes. You want my answer now? Come on, man. No, I want it tomorrow. I just hope we remember that we have to. You better write it down because I won't. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at The Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.